Welcome to Faith City Outreach, where your host, Marina Maria, reaches out to the world to discuss Christian topics and providing biblical solutions, as well as praying for the nations. Deuteronomy 31 verse 6 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. The music in this broadcast is provided courtesy of Zapsplat.com. Now, here is your host, Marina Maria. declare the scripture Zechariah 2.5 over Faith City Outreach, where the Lord says, and I myself will be a wall of fire around it, declares the Lord, and I will be its glory within. Welcome to Faith City Outreach. This is Marina Maria with today's special guest, Patrick Cleveland from Glendale, Arizona. Thank you so much for being on Faith City Outreach, Patrick, to share your music with us and your experience as a musician in rallies or in revivals. I'm so excited about hearing how God is using you and as a musician in rallies and revivals. Thank you very much, Marina. Glad to be here. When did you start playing the guitar? Oh, be, geez, I picked up the guitar with um, originally with my sister who was taking lessons uh, here in Phoenix when we moved back in uh 82 and we went to high school at Camelback High we both were in the same grade um, freshman year she took um, classic guitar in uh, her our um, next year after that uh, 11th grade I believe so or 10th grade so anyway so yeah, I picked up her guitar. She played right hand. I played left hand. But a classical guitar has um, nylon strings and it's quite easy to play. So I just like to mess around and play on it. And I played it upside down and I was inspired. Like, I always looked up to like Jimi Hendrix because he's a left-handed player too. And I was like, and I always heard like when he started playing guitar, um, he played it upside down too. And there's a lot of... Um, ambidextrous guitars that are they started out just like that they played it upside down so I had I had no problem with that and I had some other um, musician adult friends that would encourage me and say keep playing keep playing and don't let it discourage you even if some people tell you hey you're playing it wrong and 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 there have been people that tell me you're playing it wrong so it was like maybe 13 or 14 yeah wow so you've been playing it playing it for a long time yeah well off and on and just but not seriously when i first picked it up it was just playing around but i would go to parties or just hanging out with people and just they have a guitar laying around everyone is drinking and smoking and and i felt out of place sometimes and was very shy and just so i find a guitar and just even if it had just four, three strings on it. I just play it anyways because like the Eddie Van Halen um, uh, style, they had like the finger fretboard um, uh, style. I, I would just fool around with that and just make kind of weird sounds and people would be like, wow, you can play, you know, and say, yeah, I guess. <laughs> so when did you um, accept Christ into your life? Oh, geez. Um, I was like uh, 19. Um, it took a while because it was a step 
into that was I started a 12-step program, which is called Palmer Drug Abuse, Drug Abuse Program, PDAP. And later on, it became ADAP, Arizona Drug Abuse Program. Um, that was a step because uh, God has any understand them, not really about Jesus. So long story short, went back to the reservation to visit. Um, just me and, and went to visit my uncle. My uncle got saved and got delivered from drugs and alcohol, and he was pretty he heavily into it. He was, I mean, he was so heavy into it that if he had gone cold turkey from the drugs, he would have had some heavy-duty uh, withdrawals, but he didn't. And he was pretty amazed himself for the fact that he says, I was just so deep into it. There was just so so much going on in his life, but it said God brought me out, and he was very happy, enthused, uh, excited about it, and he just wanted me to be there, like him and with him, and he would drag me to church and his church, and drag me to all these revivals and and like, so I see people up there sharing their testimony, kind of like an AA, you know, they say, you know say hi I'm Patrick I'm an alcoholic and they say hi Patrick well people up there testifying I thought it was kind of the same thing and I wanted to go up there and say you know hi I'm Patrick I, I know God you know and mm -hmm. but it didn't work that way they kept saying you got to go up there and you got to accept Christ and so one of the pastors came up to me did that I said okay sure why not I did went up to the front and just like out of the, just out of nowhere, all these uh, people just flopped, you know, just came on me, grabbed me, you know, like put their hands on me, and then they started praying for me. And then the, then the pastor that was leading the prayer said, "Repeat these words," and it was the the sinner's prayer. So, and um, I wouldn't. I said, "Why should I um, repeat his words and his prayers when, if I have a prayer in my heart, God would know it." And it's kind of, it was mechanical to me. So I started praying myself and they stopped me. He said, no, 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 say it like this. So I said, okay, and I did. And I was done. And then everyone cheered and said, hooray and hallelujah, glory to God. And they all went back to their seats. And then I walked back to my seat way in the back and my uncle was there and that pastor came up to here to me and patted me on the shoulder and says, "You feel good, don't you?" And I go, "Yeah." And then he walked away, and under my breath, I said, "I guess." Well, that night I went home with my uncle, and um, I was all alone in the room, and uh, they were asleep. He, they had to go to work, um, uh, so. At that time, I was still a believer in my own traditional ways with uh, um, my paraphernalia that I used to pray with, a, a pollen bag and a prayer stick. And, and you're part of the Navajo. In my Navajo Navajo Reservation. You know, I'm part, right. Yeah, I'm Navajo, so <laughs> the, Net, right. the Net Nation. So, yeah, so I started praying that way, and my grandfather taught me how to pray, sing this song, say this chant, or like a, um, like a, uh, like a chant, you know, say, say it like this. 
And so I did because say it like this because at that time I felt like evil presence was just kind of like there was an attack coming upon me. So I thought, okay, I'll, I'll pray this prayer so it will protect me. So I did. And it didn't work. So, um, so I thought to myself, oh, I said it wrong. Um, so I said it again. And nothing. So I oh, I must have said it, left out a word, or maybe I pronounced it in a wrong way because see my I'm not naturally inclined to Navajo language that's not how I was brought up I was English all the way so I was just barely learning to learn back my Navajo so um so I was like I said it like oh man so many many times and I started then I started fearing out started getting a lot of fear so and it felt like in the room like a big black gloom was coming in you know, like in the movies, you know, like big black smoke and it, it was filling. And I, I felt an evil presence. So I remember um, at all these revivals and uh, church services I was being dragged to, I had this Bible for some reason that I dug out since I thought to myself, oh, I'm going to church. Well, might as well look good, get my Bible. And that Bible was given to me by another uncle uh, my mom's side, which was kind of married into my uncle. Anyways, I had a Bible. <laughs> <laughs> so I took it, I grabbed it, I looked at it, and I remember the pastor saying, the Word of God has power. And I remember, I look at that Bible from time to time, and a lot of parts were highlighted, you know, fluorescent, and like, what does it mean? I didn't have no clue what it mean. I didn't know how to put it together, so... I'm looking feverishly trying to find an answer to, to, to my solution of what to do and how, how to pr approach God. But then I never noticed before, but the very end of that page was pasted the sinner's prayer. I thought, wow. I thought that was magical. <laughs> you know, so I said the prayer all alone in that room in Farmington, New Mexico, in the middle of the night after a late, late, um, uh, service and um, by myself said that prayer got saved so God. this time you felt it because when you first did it you didn't f you didn't um, want to do it I wasn't really into you it. weren't I, really I, ready no it just was that like I said it was mechanical I felt okay like, you know he was like telling me what to do hey do it like this, you know, say it like I say it. And, and it was, it was not like I wanted to. It's not like I wanted Jesus. It's not, it's not, it was like, all I wanted to do is get in front of the, front of the people and tell them about what I knew already through, it's like AA, you know, the 12 step program and what I knew about my own religion and how I came out of that and just my own concept of God and so and I was a firm believer in prayer all, all already and and I know for all Native Americans we're all pretty much grand grounded in that in that way of being we're just people of prayer we're people who very spiritual you know mm -hmm. so that's how, how I was but you know what 
yeah, I didn't feel led in that sense when I first was in church to say the sinner's prayer. But that night I was in dire need. I needed I needed something other than what I had already and I found it in a sinner's prayer and like a they say like a burden lifted off, boom, it was gone. It was like powerful peace and a just like something I never had before. It just it was awesome. Wow. So it was your uncle that actually actually invited you to revivals and rallies. Yeah. Revivals, rallies, church services. And the church he was involved in was um, uh, Pentecostal. So, Okay. And so um, when was the last time you played your music in front of an audience? Uh, that was about two weeks ago. Um, was this at a rally or it was at my another home revival? My it was home at your church, home church. Yeah. Okay. And your home church is the Phoenix Phoenix presence, presence of Phoenix Church of His Presence. Phoenix Church yeah. of His Presence. Okay. And um so would you say that you have participated in many rallies and revivals? Yes, I have. Um I've participated participated pretty much in a lot when I lived on the reservation. I been married previously. I I do have my wife here, my second wife. <laughs> and but I have three kids with my previous marriage and when I was with that ex, she was a musician and we would quite often travel here and there and play and I kind of followed that's how I met up with her and even before that I kind of started playing and I was in a little tiny band way back when with two other guys and we never made we never got anywhere but we liked to, the rallies we went to the youth rallies you know that's where mm -hmm. it really almost got started with me because I was invited out to the youth you know because I oh I was you have a message with your music. And um, I guess, you know, I never really thought it really some for it to be something for me to write my own music and sing it. Uh, people like would always ask me, how do you do it? You know, what comes first, the music or the words? or Because I guess people don't, they struggle. Some They don't have it. They just can't do it sometimes but apparently i i got i got what i have and i give god the glory it's all him so amen what is your favorite song oh jesus i don't know <laughs> or do you just like a it, lot it of them it depends on the mood okay yeah and um have you been writing any new songs lately um i just wrote one right here brand mm -hmm. spanking new just i uh, felt inspired to do it and just just a while ago, I was playing. I added one last part to it, which was, yeah, just kind of put it out of the park there. So hopefully, you just is it just as uh, excited as I am to play it as you would hear it. So, and we are when you are playing your songs, what comes to your mind? Um, is there anything in particular, or is it? Is there a vision? Sometimes it's just like a, 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 a heartfelt message that needs to go out to the people. 
sometimes it's a message that a uh, heartfelt to myself, which is how I'm looking towards God, where I need his grace and mercy and, or his strengths or where I just need to cry out and express myself to him. And sometimes it's a message to kind of say, hey, you know, I'm thinking of my lost loved one or it, it maybe if it's a, a, a the song is dedicated to the people's uh, family who don't know Christ but yet are still praying for them so in that kind of sense I kind of set you know a, a, a certain you know message about what I'm singing so that's great. This is Marina Maria from Faith City Outreach, and I'm talking to Patrick Cleveland from Glendale, Arizona, and he is part of the Navajo um, Nation, and he is a musician. We are talking about his experience in, uh, in rallies and revivals. Patrick, I would like for you to share your music that would bless the First Nations So what would be your first song that you will be sharing with the First Nations? Well, most of the songs, like, um, I can't say that I have one song that is all for the First Nations, but okay. I would say a lot of the songs are pretty much geared for that. So this is my newest song. I just want to get it out of the way. And just. Um, and what's the name of it? The name of it is called Oh My. Okay. But, I didn't know what them uh, maybe so, <laughs> but here it goes. Kind of like I said, the scene. Um, I went to a Catholic school, and I was kind of influenced by that kind of music too. Going to the Catholic uh, masses and how because uh, they had the guitars and they had that certain rhythm sometimes, and it was in New Mexico, so it was kind of like that kind of thing. So. I, just to practice, I would emulate that style, and I just threw this together because it was just something I would play all the time. So, all right, here we go.
Thank you so much. That was beautiful. Now, what inspired you to write that song? I don't know. It just came to me. Just I just know that Jesus has my real love. You know, he has real love, real joy, real peace. Um, a lot of people kind of they would like to substitute the word joy for being happy. Well, I think there's a greater happiness that can be found in just find the, finding the joy of the Lord. And the, the Word of God says, you know, the joy, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And even when I play my music, I find joy just to play and just to know that even if I'm able to touch one person's heart with what message I can bring through the word through the my music then that's good enough for me because that's that's my gift and that's that's what I do so the opening line is oh my Jesus you got my real love and he is real love there's yes. no other substitute for for his love right and he is love he is love so amen what would be your next song that you're going to be sharing with us we have about 160 countries that are going to be listening to this song in over 50 states. So I am sure that everybody's going to be blessed by your music. So what's the title of this next song? The next song is called um, Love My Soul. And I wrote it in terms of, like I said earlier, God have mercy on me, even though because sometimes... I mess up and I feel pretty terrible, you know, and it's, and especially when it, when it's in turns when, um, I feel like I, I hurt people sometimes because of what I do. Um, and sometimes people hold grudges and just are unforgiving and that kind of even drives the knife in even, you know, twists the knife even harder. So <laughs> I feel bad. So I kind I wrote this song kind of, Pleading my case towards the Lord, so.
That's beautiful. So um, the next song I'd like to do is just kind of like a a song I, I kind of wanted to do to convey a message to a lost lo loved one. And um, he's passed on. That, that, that was my dad. And I watched his life and um, he died uh, an alcoholic. Uh, it's pretty sad. Apparently our nation's... All nations, um, they're they're stricken by that very you know thing that they they say they call it a disease. Well, it's not a disease. It's it's sin, and if God can deliver them from sin, if they just commit their their lives to Him, God can surely deliver them and and take them out of what you know what they brought themselves into. Because if they choose Him. And they're all in for it, then man, God can really can do some mighty things. So, but I saw my dad, and I really wish the song's called "Wish Wishing for Love." So, here it goes.
Next song I like to play is um, <laughs> kind of like um, something a little bluesy. It's, it's called Never Satisfied. It's just kind of like the lifestyle I came out of. Um, tried to find it in a puff of marijuana or maybe a, a bottle of whiskey or or maybe just focusing and just being a crybaby about my life and just and just being that way and uh but it's being never being satisfied is what the song's called so
peace of mind like the lyrics of this song when you said some people are not satisfied but Jesus gives you what you need and it's true he gives us what we need and we feel his unconditional love that uh, that uh, agape love that unconditional love peace joy and his grace uh, the top title is called thank you so thank you thanking God Thank you, God. Kind of yeah. practice it, 
The song's called Thank You. God, and I love that title, which is Thanking the Lord. Here's a song I wrote just called I Need You. It was just a song that I just needed God during some very trying times.
that will comfort me. Sweet spirit, come hold me. That will comfort me. Hold me. Hold just.
Patrick, thank you so much for sharing how God is using you as a musician in rallies or in revivals or anywhere. And thank you so much for blessing the nations, especially the First Nations, with your music inspired by God. Would you mind ending with another song? And I also want to read the lyrics of this last song, since the lyrics are very powerful. So the title of this song is called Go and Tell the World. And it says, I see the face of a dying world. There are no traces of their tears. So much trouble throughout the land. So much trouble throughout our land. Our nation has no godly fear. People pray and don't know why. People say they believe. They just live to gratify themselves. Will it make them, will it make it by their deeds? All need the Almighty. He's the life, the truth, the way. So go and tell the world that Jesus saves. I see people deceived by crafty words, and the people take it and go. I see people addicted to sin. For them, is there any hope? The hearts of many will grow cold. And calling love, what isn't love? In these times, we are to go, because the one is coming from above. We have run out of time, but Faith City Outreach will return next week with another special guest from the Lord. You have been listening to the Faith City Outreach with Marina Maria as she interviews Christian pastors and leaders to discuss scriptures and topics affecting the Christian community and to pray for the nations. If you need to contact Marina Maria, please email her at fcoprogram at gmail.com. The music used in this broadcast is provided courtesy of zapsplat.com. Until next time, Marina wants to remind you from Matthew chapter 28, verse 19, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.